Welcome, everybody. Filibuster Freestyle. It is your buddy, Gavin, and I am happy to say that if you are listening to this podcast, which is our 595th episode in just under eight years of doing this podcast, you are could be the one millionth listener. The one millionth download is very likely to happen when this pod drops and is listened to by the amount of people who usually listen to it within the first few days of it dropping. Uh, We are within 130 downloads to get to a million. So I just want to put it out there. Thanks to everybody who's listened. We greatly appreciate it over these last eight years. Uh, We're going to try to get you all the way up to episode 600 before the eighth anniversary as an ambulance goes by the studio. But just like when we started this thing eight years ago, the noises from outside the studio still happening. Filibusterfreestyle.com. And by the way, before the theme song, let me tell you, we're going to bring in Roscoe P. from Drilling Threes because Drilling Threes is playing their first public show in seven years at Anthony's on the Green in Holliston, Massachusetts, 8 p.m. Saturday, March 4th. Follow Drilling Threes at Drilling Threes on Instagram to stay up to date with this show, with swag, with gear, with all kinds of other updates throughout 2023. Drilling Threes is back at Drilling Threes on Instagram. Here comes the theme song. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster Watch freestyle. Watch out for the filibuster. Filibuster. Freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. All right, folks, joining us on a P-Funk Friday, and if you follow Drilling Threes, at Drilling Threes on Instagram, you already know that he's going to be on the show tonight. Roscoe P. joins us, guitarist of Drilling Threes, longtime pundit of the show. Roscoe P., I've talked to you in the new year already, but just because the folks haven't heard from you in a while, Happy New Year, and how are you doing? Happy New Year to everybody out there in freestyle land. It is, of course, P-Funk Friday. This is our, uh, what is this, like the third P-Funk Friday? Yeah, I think it's the third P-Funk Friday for Drilling Threes yeah. on Instagram. And we're doing a little crossover tonight with Filibuster Freestyle because you have a, uh, well, we, we've announced that, that the show for Drilling Threes is March 4th, 8 p.m. It's a Saturday night, Holliston, Massachusetts, Anthony's on the Green. And for those of you who haven't picked it up over the years, not only is Roscoe P in Drilling Threes, I also am in Drilling Threes. And so I'm very excited about the show. Very excited about this show. Are you excited, Roscoe P? Of course. I've been waiting for this for over seven years uh, since the last time we, the the last time, I I think we've figured out, the last time we played like a full show like we're going to do on March 4th at Anthony's on the Green in Austin, Massachusetts, was, I believe, the summer of 2015. Correct. I believe is, is the last time we actually did this. We, of course, did reunite briefly in one Form. Not not the lineup that's going to be out there in, in, in a few weeks, but uh, but there was a four song drilling threes performance at your wedding, right uh, in January was, of 2020. Which yes, by the way, was up on, on the third anniversary, basically right? three years be- ago, right? The anniversary of myself and Cindy Harrington and that show is uh, just five days away, January 25th. So, yeah. I was say, is this, let me let me give you yeah. some context. Uh, and I've mentioned this to the fans uh, that were listening to the beginning of the podcast, the listeners. Um, this podcast started in January, late January of 2015, which means the last time that Drilling Threes did this, this show was probably, you know, 
two, three dozen tops episodes in, and we're now on episode 595. And the millionth listen, the millionth download is going to happen during this episode because we were That's 130 good. short at about 4 o'clock this afternoon. So Very exciting. It has been a long time since Drilling Threes has played. We've, in fact, we've, we've literally had 995,000 or so people listen to us since <laughs> Drilling Threes last played publicly. And let's friggin' open up a can of musical whoop-ass on March 4th. At 8 o'clock in Hollis, Massachusetts, Saturday night, Anthony's on the green. That's all I got to say. It's all, it's all happening, and congratulations to you on your upcoming million download. Uh, it's very exciting and great work, and I, I'm, I'm proud of you for sticking with the podcast for this long and, and doing such a good job with it. And happy to be a, a small piece of, of some of the episodes along the way, but uh, you've got your, your millionth episode coming up. We've got Drilling Threes coming up. Um, I, I suppose, and I know this, I, I guess I was a little confused. I did not realize that the filibuster freestyle audience did not know that you were in drilling threes. I think I a lot didn't, of I didn't, didn't realize we were doing that gag, I, I know, but I guess I think a lot of them, if they've picked out, you know, typically anytime you've been on the show, when it comes up, I don't run away from it. I don't shy away from it. We might, you could even maybe go back and listen to all the episodes you've been on. And maybe I actually have cop to the fact that I was a founding member of the band, but I don't think I've ever come out and been like, hey, come to see Drilling Threes, I'm in the band. <laughs> You're in the band too. But we also haven't played a show since this podcast was like four months old, five months old. Right, 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 right. So what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Um, but it's, it's excellent. The other thing I wanted to say is you said the phrase it's all happening and, and you know when i think about the history of this band drilling threes you know we started officially i think in 2001 with with dr green yourself and me and obviously we've had a myriad of bass but bass players um most so most notably johnny bloom stuff. who's back with us once again and jay, jay willie b he's been rebranded yeah jay, jay willie b. b is back on instagram at j underscore willie with a Y underscore B, follow Johnny Bloom on Instagram. But the original bass player, uh, in terms of full-time bass player, is once again back for, I believe, a third tour of duty, if not fourth. And we also got Eric Green coming back on the keys, Dr. Green's brother. Um, But the technology is at a point now where, whether it was 01 or 05, or even like 2011, or or even honestly 2015, uh, it's at a place now where we can... We can. We don't have to play out, you know, forty times a year to reach people or to get people to show up or to show people what we're up to, and I think that's really cool because that wasn't available to us when we were really doing this. You know, we had weekly gigs. You know, sometimes we had biweekly gigs. We were really doing this back in the day, twenty years ago, and though we don't have the time to do that again, uh, at least not right now, from a financial standpoint. We're all back in Massachusetts. Uh, we're all ready to do this. And I think between the Instagram page and the live shows, we're going to have a lot of fun in the next couple of years here, or however long it goes, you know? Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked a lot about how um, we were kind of, our heyday was kind of unfortunately timed. It was early. Uh, that, that I think we're, yeah, we, we kind of missed, like we were, we were kind of made for, for YouTube. And uh, and YouTube didn't start, I think, until '05, maybe or '06. And that was like, right um, as we were bowing out for a while. Right when we were, yeah, really, really, you know, ge- gearing down from our, you know, two, three shows a week, whatever we were doing. 
uh, as, as, as life, uh, you know, moved on for, for all of us. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we kind of, it's, it's, I don't know, on the one hand, like, it's a, it's a bummer to think about like, what if YouTube existed? We were at our peak, like, would we be like YouTube famous? But on the other hand, it's like, now we've got this new crack at it. And, and not that, not that the goal here is to be, you know, uh, uh internet famous or whatever, but yeah, like you said, like you said it great. Like it's, it's going to be, um, a lot easier just technology wise to, uh, to, uh, to share what we do with, with a whole bunch of people. Um, and, uh, and I think that's going to be, that's going to be fun. It, it was a little weird. I remember at your wedding, one, one of my memories from that was looking out at the crowd and that was the first time that I had ever played in front of a crowd where everybody had their phone up, like right, everyone's right. their phone in my face. Like we, we haven't really experienced that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, that's kind of the thing now. So I guess we're going you know, to be looking at a bunch of people sticking their phones at us. Uh, but you know, that'll lead to hopefully people sharing their pictures and videos. And, um, but yeah, we have, a, a of course the Instagram presence and I'm sure we'll have a, a some kind of YouTube presence and, um, we'll, we'll get some stuff out there. And, and I do think, what I've always liked about what we're going to talk about the being here and then highlights and history and things that you're going to bring up. But, um, what I've always liked about us is that we are different. Like sure. we, we do stuff. We, I mean, if you go look for, I don't know, what's, what's one, um, well, let, let's, let's pick one that we're not going to do that. Maybe we phased out. So like a song we used to play would be like, I don't know, like Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner. Sure. We've played that in the past. That is not currently on the list. We are not going to, spoiler alert, we're not going to play that on March 4th. Maybe we'll never play it again. But if you go on YouTube and search for Sweet Home Alabama cover, I mean, how many hits are you going to get? Like 10 million? Right. Everybody covers that. Yeah. Everybody Mm -hmm. does that, but not everybody does Scenario by A Tribe Called Quest or H3 Izzo by Jay-Z or, you know, a lot of the things that, that we do in the way that we do it. Um... So I think it's interesting to like there's a there's a space for us, you know. On, on the one hand, it seems like everybody's kind of doing this, and you go on Instagram and you look at the reels, and there's all these bands who are putting you know these quick videos of themselves playing different songs like we're trying to do, but um, no one's doing exactly what we do the way we do it, and that's that's pretty exciting, uh, also. Totally agree, totally agree. Um, and I do think that you know the one thing I was thinking about. Like, if you try to quantify what we are, I, like, to somebody who's never heard us and you can't, you know, whatever, it, it's like we're a party band, right? And then uh, I believe um, legendary Worcester musician and, and former Lucky Dog Club owner Eric Godin once said it was like if Sublime and Def Leppard and Jay-Z had a baby that played music, um, which frankly, I can live with that. <laughs> Me too. Because yeah. uh, Jay Z is a legend. More on more on, uh, on Def Leppard later. Right? Exactly, which is actually very apropos for tonight. Uh, yeah. We'll get into that in a bit. But the bottom line is, I think the only thing I find myself lamenting sometimes is like the crowd almost has to be ready for us um, because most of the songs we play and or the way we do them, you know, it's not like hey, chill and look at your phone and sip on your right. beer and have a conversation with your friends. Now you can do that. But it's kind of more like the more fun you have, the more fun we have, the more fun everybody's going to have. Um, and there's a part of me, and you and I have done some acoustic stuff, that likes to just be able to just be there while folks chill. Um, and maybe we'll have time to ever get to a point where we do enough songs where we can do that. But at the end of the day, it's like 
there's a lot of party bands out there even, but not party bands that play the exact songs we play, the exact songs we play them. And I'm excited, like you said, bring that back to both those who know us well and to those who kind of know us and to those who don't know us at all. And I think over the next 12 months, all three of those categories of peeps are going to get a sniff and a taste and a listen to D3s. And I'm pumped about it. Again, I've said that 10 times, but I really am pumped about it. Let me get, let's do a little memory lane. Let's do it. Um, I've got, I want to do some off, off the stage memories first. Um, you were not involved in, I've, I wrote down, I wrote down three. Uh, there are more than three, but I wrote down three. You were not involved in the first one, but I believe you're aware of the story and I'm not going to tell the whole story for a lot of reasons, but, uh, basically a slow motion drag race down Park Avenue, Worcester between Dr. Green and myself at two in the morning. We were literally not even breaking the speed limit. We were pretending to drag race. Jeremy Johnson of Man Cook Good was in my passenger seat, and I believe through a Subway sub, because I used to work at Subway, that I had saving for myself out the window at Dr. Green's car. Uh, lettuce went everywhere, all over Park Ave. And um, there may or may not have been a traffic stop, and nobody got in trouble, and that's the end of the story, but... What a night, and I just wanted to weave Jeremy Johnson in there for Man Cook Good. Uh, not my only Jeremy. Actually, all of these are Jeremy-related. The other one you'll remember is we played the Lucky Dog, which was the preeminent rock club in Worcester, live music hall in Worcester, back in the day. For, for a while. For a yeah. long time. Rolling Stones literally played in that room back when it was called from Morgan's Cove. But Correct. Jeremy had moved out to California, where he still lives, as we all know, for those people who listen to the show all the time. And he came back east for a D3 show, and it was like the one show where we hit on all cylinders. Like everybody said they were going to come came to the show. We were on with another great couple bands. It was good weather. Everybody was there. Um, I remember just JJ, JJ being back for something that we were something that we weren't when we first started, and he first kind of latched on as our sound guy. And it was just cool to like have us all in the room for a big moment like that. And then the third one I want to bring up, and then I'd love to turn it over to you, is we had a, a, a interesting run at a place called Surfside Sam's, mm. where the first one, we annihilated it. It was amazing. The second one, we basically did the same. And the third one, all of the people showed up, but not until the second set. So we played for crickets in the first set, and we weren't really used to that. And the owner was kind of a, a jerk. He was actually a huge jerk, and it was all up our business about it. And... Uh, Bottom line is, during the set break, Jeremy comes down, you, me, Dr. Green are all yelling at each other, and Jeremy just butts in and he says, you got to realize, you're the drummer, and you're the guitar player, and you're the singer, and I'm pissed, and he punched a hole in a duck, in like a metal duct, and we came upstairs and we absolutely destroyed it in front of a full house. So that's my Jeremy Johnson trilogy, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, it's amazing, I I think that's, that's obviously something else that the listeners of this podcast would have no idea about is that man cook goods jeremy johnson was you know integral at the, at the beginning of julian threes is our kind of like sound guy slash manager yes um but he was a, a, a huge part of the uh you know early early stages of, of the band and um all right let me take all those things one at a time i guess so the drag race thing i was not a part of but i believe i drove by it Yes, because we were all going to the same place. We were all going to 70 Florence, where yeah, I lived. Or, yeah, yeah. Or it was like, yeah, right. So, like, you guys had left the, the wherever. I think we were, it was Bottoms Up, right? Or we had we left 
our, our normal uh, yes. our home base at Bottoms Up where we played all the time. Yes. Um, so you guys had left before me, so I was behind you, and I drove by, and after the uh, traffic stop that may or may not have happened uh, was happening, I drove by and saw that, and I was like, oh, I think that's Dr. Green's car. It was like, what's what's going on there? Uh, only to get the, get the details later. So yes, I was not technically part of that, but I did drive by it uh, shortly after it happened. Um, what was the second one? I don't, I don't remember the exact lucky dog show you're talking about where Jeremy came back, but I think the lucky dog shows were, I probably list like all of those as my favorites or about my favorites. That's a great place to play. And you know, it's like a big stage and a pro sound system and lights. And yeah. those, those were always really cool. So I don't remember the exact one you're talking about, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was as awesome as you described. Um, and then the side Sam's one was actually like when you would, we, you know, we're texting about doing this today and, and uh, we talked about some D3 stories. That was one of the ones that popped up immediately was the, the Surfside Sam's night, only because it has, and you and you you told it well. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you left quite a bit of it out, which I think for the sake of uh, the, the, the G rating of your podcast, you, you had to. Um, but uh, but you, you told it well because it, it, it is a, a very happy ending and it's kind of like a triumphant. You know, it was it was a night that was going very badly for us, uh, and and then I think the the JJ's. Well, I think the, the reason it was going badly is because the Surfside Sam's gig was one of those gigs, and sometimes this happens to bands where we got paid based on how many people showed up. Right. So like so sometimes it's like you get X amount of dollars for the night. And sometimes it's like, well, we'll give you this much per person or like we'll charge a cover and then you get the cover or, or whatever. Yeah. So like our payday was literally based on how many people walked through the door. And as you said, after the first set, like almost nobody had walked through the door. So this is like a, a disaster of a night. And then all of a sudden all these people showed up and we, we played great. And, and um, one of the things that you, uh, you know, fast forward through a little bit, which I will do in a, a appropriate way but the the great jj speech almost, almost like a halftime speech right? yes. it's almost like a team getting fired up at halftime i was not there for that speech either i was there for before the speech when the fighting was happening which was uh on the verge of becoming physical when jj threw me out of the, of the oh group. my god you're right you're right you're right you're right. like that that's when the speech started like it was about to the, the yelling was about to escalate to uh you know, maybe a rap with the Jack Johnson. And, <laughs> and uh, in fact, I remember, I remember holding my guitar and I turned to JJ and said, here, hold this. And, and he didn't. And he, it's a good thing he didn't. And then instead of holding it, he kicked me out. So then I went, that, I remember that was like downstairs, right? Yeah. The, the yeah. It yeah. was like downstairs from the bar. So I went like back upstairs to the bar area and then he delivered his rousing speech and then you guys came up and the rest of it is is as you said there were you know people came in and and we can be crushed it the rest of the night um uh kind of a really kind of an amazing moment in the history of the band like that was <laughs> that could have been the end that could have been the end of the band it could have been the end of right friendships <laughs> right and here we are 20 here we are 22 years later talking about 20, it. Yeah, 20 years later uh talking about a show that we have you know talking about a show we have in a month yeah. Or six yeah, weeks. So that, yeah, that, that was a that was quite a night. Um, I also remember the night. This was not a I, JJ could have been there. Uh, not a JJ story certainly, but um, I remember the night at Leitrim's Pub, which is a 
longtime Worcester bar that we is still there. Although I think the they used to have like this back room, which is where we played when we played there. Right. Which I don't think the back room exists anymore. I think it's just the front room with the main bar. But um, but yeah, we would play in this in this back room, and there was kind of a little, a very small stage area where we put the drums, and then you and I and whoever was playing bass, and John, I'm sure was with us then. Yep, he was. Yeah. Kind of stand, we kind of like stand in front. Yep. Um, of, of the stage. So I think we were in our encore, like we're doing the last song of the night. I don't remember what, it, I wish I remember what it was, but it was some song where the drums did not come in right away. Like it was something I think that I started and then the drums kick in. Yep. Um, so <laughs> we're playing the song and we get to the part where the drums are supposed to kick in and they don't. There's just no drums. So we turn around to see what's going on and find the legendary Dr. Green, drummer of Julie Thray, drummer of Julie Thray's asleep on his snare drum. Yes. Uh, in the middle of the, <laughs> the encore. And we somehow uh, woke him up. We somehow woke him up. He told us he didn't want to play, and we're like, you have to. And he did. He did play. And I think yeah. it was fine. And then we, yeah, then the night was over. So. And that was it. Yeah, it was, it was the last song. Yeah, it was, just, it was just so amazing, like, because the second to last song was like, you know, a minute before the last song happened. And somehow we fell asleep and that, well, I don't know, somehow I think we know how, but, uh, but yeah, I, I remember that one too. That was, that was a pretty good moment in, uh, in Drilling 3's history. It wasn't and, bad. Uh, yeah. That was, that's definitely a fun one to tell as well. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, a couple of my favorite shows and I'm not going to go into a ton of detail on most of them, but they just, they just came up, you know, uh, obviously our first bottoms up show that I kind of blew up where like we, we kind of said, Oh, we yeah. want, we want 10 friendly faces. And it was like, a hundred friendly faces. That was awesome. Obviously. Um, the first bottom show that Andy Maslin, also a friend of the pod blew up with a whole new crowd. So we had a situation where we played there for like four years straight. And then all the people that we knew who were in college graduated and moved on their lives. And then here comes Andy Maslin, young buck bringing in a whole new crowd from a whole new place. And, uh, again, 20 plus years later, Andy Maslin still very much in touch with, the, the band and us and, and and the whole world. I mean, he's, he's the best. So shout out to Andy Maz. Uh, you know, getting we, we, you mentioned we, we kind of logged off during the beginning of YouTube and Facebook, and we got back together in '09 to play uh, legendary Drilling Threes fan Mike Viano's birthday party in Philadelphia. First show ever in Philadelphia. Doctor Green was living in North Carolina at the time. I was in Philly. You were up here. We got together. Uh, just fun that we found a way to make that work after a long time. Is, is that what that was? That was Mike's birthday party? That was the that was the impetus. Yeah, uh, Mike's wife Jen was having a party, a surprise party, and wow. she wanted us to play, and we figured it out. Um, and then you got – I brought up Biddy Early's, which was like, – so so Mike's birthday was kind of a, a comeback show of some – one-off, but a comeback show. Then we got together. We got, we got my cousin James on the bass. We got our buddy Jimmy on the sax. And we're at a place, a dive bar in Boston that still exists called Biddy Early's and I believe 2012 or 11. And we literally had so many people show up that they got shut down for a week for violating fire codes. They never invited us back. But what I liked about it was that we hadn't played in a while. We hadn't played in Boston in a while. And we oversold the place uh, because it was so – people were so excited to kind of come back and and have some fun with us, which brings me to – you know, it was exciting to bring Johnny Bloom back and to bring Eric back and, and the reunion tour with Johnny Bloom in 2013 to 15. But I'm getting major Biddy Early's vibes about hopefully yeah. if the weather cooperates. This show at Anthony's on the Green, I don't know what the capacity is, 
But um, I think we're going to have more than 10 friendly faces, and that's why I'm pumped for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think uh, if you're going to set the over-under line at 10, I'm going I'm to hammer the over on that one. Definitely. Um, yeah, I, uh, the, the feedback early on has been great, and people are excited, which is which is great. And it's, and it's interesting and really like kind of telling, right. It's nice to have, you know, in, in our small corner of the world here, the fact that we've, we've had some impact, like, like drilling threes coming back could just, have, just as easily have been met with a lot of eye rolling and like, Oh great. You guys again, like that, that thing we used to do 20 years ago, we're still doing that. Like it, it very easily could have been met with that. And it has not been met with that at all. Correct. Uh, in, in fact, just, <laughs> Just, just the opposite, and and uh, and even some people who might be uh, driving, you know, an hour or more to come see this, uh, it's um, it's pretty crazy when when you think about it. Uh, the, the people are are uh, are fired up and already asking us to do shows in other places and and things like that. So, um, and <clears throat> you know what we know because we have practiced a few times is that we are <laughs> we are going to be really good. Like this is not, um, you know, this is not the uh, I don't know, like the old timers game where the guys can't play anymore. Um, this is this is going to be a, a really it's it's going to be everything people want it to be. Yeah, should be. I think you're right. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it, as I keep saying. But no, I think you're right. I think it's, um, you know, you can take time off playing out in front of people or playing together, but everybody kind of kept their ability to do what they got to do. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was saying, I think the first time we got together in literally seven years with that group, uh, I think we rattled off like nine songs, like we had been practicing them for months. Yeah. And that might've been a little bit as I equated to in our second practice, you know, we might've been like the first day back on the golf course after the winter where you're kind of like, Oh my God, I'm going to golf. And then you start thinking about it. And then second time, not yeah. that it was bad, but we were trying some more challenging stuff in terms of, you know, switching and mashups and, uh, but but again, I, the fact where we were on day one and day two, and, and obviously day three, you guys were there. I wasn't able to come. It's 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 all still there, folks. It's all still there. So if you can get to Holliston, Mass, March fourth, Saturday night, eight o'clock, Anthony's in the green. Whether you've seen this before, or you haven't. It's all still there. Uh, yeah. And by the way, the mashups. People do mashups, and people did mashups before drilling three started doing mashups in two thousand one. But nobody does the mashups we do the way we do them. Nobody. Nobody. Nope. So that's going to happen a lot. Roscoe, before I switch gears to some, uh, some other stuff, any memories that you, or best shows or anything that you have uh, that I haven't mentioned, top of, your, top of your dome? I mean, the Philly one's a good call. I, I had, and we were, you know, we're trying to like resurrect or dig up some pictures, uh, you know, for advertising purposes and going through some old things. And I, and I found some of the pictures we took when we were down there in Philly. And that was, cause that was like a whole weekend. Yes. We were down there. That, so that was, that was great. Yeah. That was a great one. Um, uh, like I said, I, I think uh, almost all of them at, uh, at, at lucky dog, uh, just kind of felt different and kind of like more special. Cause you know, I don't know. It's just like, uh, it's a, it's a rock club. It's more like, it's more like a concert. Like, like, like people go to lucky dog to watch the band. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, like you were saying, it's and, and this is oh, I don't. Know, I think one thing that's great about us is like you, you can go to a bar just to hang out at the bar and have a band in the background. That's kind of you know adding to the experience, but it's not really why you're there. Um, 
which again, I think one thing that's special about us is we sort of become the reason you're there uh, if, if we're not all, not already. Um, or the reason you leave, but, I, but that's okay too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, um, but Lucky Dog is like like the reason anyone's there is to see the bands. Like it's you're there to go to a concert. You're there to go to a show. Correct. Um, so I, I I always liked all of those. Um, yeah, I don't know what else, man. Um, I mean, we got asked to play people's weddings. Uh, you know, that's that's quite an honor. <laughs> yeah, an honor, a compliment. Uh, actually, I, I actually heard from. Yeah. I I literally yesterday heard from uh, the most recent wedding we played that was not involving a member of the band getting married. Um, Kelly Cuss, uh, she she's a, a collegiate soccer coach, Division One soccer coach. She actually texted me the other day about you know something related to college athletics but again like you know i mean just thinking about like that's a, that's somebody i worked with and she was like hey i like your band i've seen you a couple of times play my wedding and that's a huge you know huge. seeing us at the bar and having a good time and saying no i want you guys to play my reception that's a big leap and you appreciate the heck out of that for sure so yeah uh i also want to give a shout out we played a couple of weddings on cape cod um and our guys from uh, Build a Machine, you know Tom, Tom and Tyler, uh, Tom and Tyler, both both helping us out with the uh, percussion and the bass at the time. Really love playing with those guys. We played with so many folks. Cousin James, who by the way, cousin James was over the house the other day. He's like, "Wait, did I get fired?" And I'm like, "Dude, you didn't get fired. You joined the Navy." But come to our next practice. Um, but yeah, right. Is it, yeah, fired. What do you mean fired? <laughs> it's like we haven't played. We haven't played in seven years, and you played at the wedding with us. So no, you didn't get fired. Right. Um, but he was scheduled to move to Okinawa, so yeah. I was going to say, I thought he was leaving the he was leaving the country. Well, they're actually moving to Tampa, which still is a tough commute, but it's better than Okinawa in terms of getting back for a show or two. You know, at least you're in the same time zone. But anywho, uh, yeah. So it's it's all good. I'm super excited. Again, we'll plug it one more time. Drilling threes on Instagram at drilling threes. It's the word drilling and the word threes. T H R E E S all together. Follow us for again. Info on shows, info on swag, and yeah, little snippets like P Funk Friday, Money Mondays, and other stuff we'll be doing. Um, and yeah, then be some new some new videos too, because we are uh, we are getting the band is getting together on Sunday, just two days from now, to uh, to practice again. So I'm sure we'll have. So we, we like putting those behind the scenes practice videos up there. So uh, I'm sure we'll have something. Yeah, absolutely. It's a question of what that comes out of the, yeah. But we'll, we'll have something for sure. Probably try to get a couple at least down uh, to throw out to the folks. So let's do this. Um, I want to talk about Pyromania. It's Def Leppard's, uh, one of their seminal albums. It's 40 years old today. But before I do, Roscoe, how about you participate with me in the first ever live read for Pop Sketch Designs? Um, Great. So not only do I wear pop sketch design shirts not only do i follow them on instagrams and know what marky and Braden are cooking in the lab out there in central mass you know whether it's larry bird shirts magic johnson larry bird choose your weapon stuff whether it's eminem stuff you know they're coming up with better and better stuff every week it seems like marky just is, is on a hot streak right now not only do i order and wear those clothes not only do i follow the heck out of them on instagram and stay on tour with them but i'm pretty sure my guy roscoe p could say the same is that fair roscoe p well, I haven't worn any of this stuff yet. I need to get around to ordering. I am absolutely going to. In fact, if you come see us, or when you come see us on March 4th, I will all but guarantee that you will see me wearing a Pop Sketch Designs uh, product on stage that night. 
Um, so I, I, yes, I am, I am about to order. I haven't yet. I'm excited to, I love the, uh, choose your weapon, uh, bird of magic sneaker. Yes. One. I love that one. I love the, uh, the one of the RZA yes. uh, from Wu-Tang Clan. I love that one and, and many others. But yes, I certainly follow them on, on Instagram and, uh, it's been exciting to, uh, to see them, uh, develop and, and hopefully that takes off. They got really good stuff and I'm very excited to place my order. Actually, maybe I'll even do that, uh, tonight. In fact, order. in fact, what you could do is you can go to www.etsy.com slash shop slash pop sketch designs and you can order it right there. Free shipping with your t-shirt, hoodie, onesie, Roscoe, probably not going to order a onesie for yourself. That's fair, but hoodies, no t-shirts, all sizes, all shapes, uh, men's cut, women's cut, kids cut. And again, at Pop Sketch Designs on Instagram or the Etsy store, etsy.com slash shop slash Pop Sketch Designs. Get yourself some swag for the Drilling 3 show. Get your friends some swag for the Drilling 3 show. Roscoe P's going to do it tonight. You should too. Okay. Thanks to our friends from Pop Sketch Designs. Make sure you tell them Filibuster Freestyle sent you. Now, Def Leppard, 40th anniversary of Pyromania. Um, did you have a chance to look at the set, but not the set list, sorry, the, the uh, album Listen. tracking? Uh, yes. In fact, I can pull it up in front of me here. Okay, good. I, I also had a chance to look at it. So number one, this is their 1983 record. This is not Hysteria. This is not mm-hmm. Pour Some Sugar on Me. But listen to the four singles they released off of this record. Yeah. In reverse order of when they came out and potentially also in reverse order of how good they are and how much they still hold up 40 years later. Too Late for Love, little ballad there. Okay, good song. Foolin'. Great song, Rock of Ages, great song, Photograph, all-time 80s hairband anthem. I would put it up probably in the top 10, maybe in the top five of all 80s hairband songs. Photograph is timeless. So that's just your top four. And Rock, Rock Till You Drop, which was fairly popular, also on the record. So I'll stop there because there's some lesser-known songs on it, but... Roscoe, how are those singles hitting you 40 years later? Well, uh, I mean, I mean, great. I, I think like, I guess my first thought, I, I'll get, I'm going to go in kind of reverse order here, but my thought was like, imagine having an album with those four songs on it and it's not your best album. Correct. Like that's more of a larger, uh, is that meta? That might be meta. I don't know. I don't think it is. But it's more of a, a larger, um, uh, Def Leppard take that uh, they actually had an album better than this. They did. <laughs> they really pretty, did. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, those are those are four monster songs. I I think I think I would probably name Photograph as my favorite Def Leppard song. Yeah, I think it's the um, best one. <clears throat> I think it's I think it's the best one. Fooling is great. My my I, I'm gonna have a you know I always have to have like a slightly contrarian take or whatever. I'm not a big Rock of Ages fan. To okay. be honest. I understand its popularity. I mean, no yeah, it's a big song. It's a very big song. Big, big song. A lot of people like it. Uh, it's not my favorite Dev Leopard song. And Silly for Love is is good. It's a it's a it's a cut. Well, I mean, I would say photograph photograph one full and two, and then like a big for me a big drop down to Too Late for Love and then Rock of Ages. Got it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, um, massive song and just so so impressive. And I was thinking too, like, I mean, you you just. I'm glad you said this because I was going to bring this up. But you, you kind of you referred to them as, as hair metal, which as I was listening and I listened to some of this, uh, you know, earlier, and I was like, man, I don't really know what you call this. Like, what kind of music is this? It's not. I know they get lumped in to the hair metal thing, but like, 
hair metal is kind of silly. Hair metal is kind of like poison and, you know, Motley Crue and, you know, like it's, it's, there's a, like a silliness. To, yeah. These to guys are a little which, bit less tongue in cheek and a little bit yeah. more like actually well, well, better. Yeah. Right. Like skilled. Better. Yeah. Actually yeah. more skilled. Yeah, like, more like the songs are just a little bit more serious and, and, and better. So I guess they get lumped into like the hair metal or glam metal or whatever thing. I don't, I don't know if they're really, Oh, that's really what they are. And I, and, and you know, I, I'm not like, super into like i don't think categorizing music is really all that important like i think is it good or not and um and this is good but i guess i was thinking like whatever you want to call this uh you know i'm not really sure who 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 has done it better whatever you want to call this this type of music that's fair you know and i I look at throughout the rest of this album um like i mentioned earlier rock rock till you drop not my cup of tea but a famous song still you can catch it on a on a deep cut hard rock stage from time to time. And then I kind of gave quick notes in the rest of the album. So stage fright, I don't really know it, but it's a fine eighties rock song. Die hard. Yeah, the hunter, fine. you know, die hard. The hunter, it kind of sounds like every nondescript Def Leppard song ever, um, yeah. which isn't a bad thing. Not a good thing either. Coming under fire. It sounds like a Def Leppard song that I should know better than I do. It's actually kind of good. The chorus is kind of good. Um, action, not words. I hated it until the chorus. And then I was like, okay, I get it. And then Billy's Got a Gun, the final track. It's a little bit like 18 in Life by Skid Row, but not as solid as 18 in Life by Skid Row. Um, And I literally wrote this in my notes. Like, this isn't quite the album Hysteria, but they showed us serious glimpses of their peak 80s hair band that they became. I call them more like a hair band, right? Because I'll lump them in with that group, but they're definitely a peak, the peak of that group, if not not in that group at all. And the Pyromania record obviously seals the deal. Sorry. The uh, Hysteria record seals the deal, but Pyromania gave you, you know, three and a half to five, depending on how you want to score it, serious glimpses into what they were going to be able to do with an even bigger record, with even bigger songs four years later in 87 with Hysteria. So I'm, I'm, we were going to talk some NFL, but, you know, we're talking music this whole podcast anyway, so we might as well end it with, you know, the fact that we're talking about uh, a band that some people love to hate and some people love to love, and honestly... They're, these are really good songs. Like they're really good songs. The harmonies are great. Um, the musicianship is great. I mean, everybody knows that. I mean, the drummer literally lost an arm in a car accident and then became a pioneer of electronic drums. Like, yeah. and found a way to not only be in the band but to actually be a one-armed drummer during their most commercially successful period. Uh, it's a pretty cool story. It's a pretty cool band. If anybody looks into our rock and roll fame pod archives. We've talked about these guys ad nauseum, but uh, yeah, I was actually. It's a good record, man. It's a really good record, and uh, we good. we we were so young, by the way. Even when oh yeah, I, I have no recollection. Of this like when Hysteria thing. came out, we we knew that. Like we, it was so big yeah. in that you know even it though was we were, on, it was on MTV all the time, right? But like we around. almost learned about their older songs after yeah, their back, newer songs, backwards. which yeah. sometimes is like a kiss of death because. You know, you didn't hear it in the order it came out, but but the fact that a lot of these songs hold up and that we're both here saying, yeah, photographs are their best song. Now it's not their most popular song, but it's it's, it's definitely their best song. That, that just goes to show you how good these songs were. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, what's I mean, their most popular song is "Pour Some Sugar on Me." That's I think it kind of has to be. I think even I think literally yeah. mathematically it is. You know, if you look at their yeah. streaming numbers, but um, yeah. and that's a great song. But but I would argue, you know, there's a well to us, well-known acoustic unplugged version of Pour Some Sugar on Me that we used to do in Drilling yeah. Threes that I think is actually a better arrangement than the one that's world famous. 
But as you once said, this is one of those songs that if it's midnight at a bar anywhere on planet Earth, and the music from the last song stops, and you hear, step inside, walk it this way, you and me, babe, hey, hey, everybody knows what's coming next. Everybody knows it, yeah. Yeah, but I guess what what I would say is, other than popularity, which is no small thing, but other than popularity, I would say Photograph is the superior song to force a trigger on me in every way. Oh, no question. No Um, question. And I, I, would, I think, too, if you if you want to poke a hole, a little bit of a in Pyromania, maybe why it's not as good. I, I think Hysteria is better. It has more It has more hits. Yeah. I mean, you know, believe it or not, like, just, there's four hits. There's more than that on, on Hysteria. Um, but I think Pyromania, as, as I, you know, like, as I was going through it quickly tonight, just getting a, a feel for each song, the songs are a little similar. Yes. I guess is the word I'm going to use. Like, it's kind of the same guitar tone and mostly the same key and the riffs are so, like, it, it, after a while, it kind of feels like, yeah, yeah, I think I already heard this. Yeah. It, it, it's it, like, yeah, I, I already heard this like three times. Um, there's a little bit of that to it if you want to like, you know, poke a little bit of a, of a hole in it. Sure. That's right. That's definitely right. It's very much the whole album that isn't songs you already know sound like one Def Leppard song that you don't know. The, the, the same, right. The same song, yeah. Right. It's like, a, it's like 25 minutes of the same song that I don't know. But it's really six songs. Yeah, that's and four and four single. That's about right, and that's okay. And I guess that's okay. But photograph stands out. It's an unbelievable song. It's just an unbelievable song. Um, and Foolin' is really good. Foolin' Foolin is really good. good. It's a really yep. good song. So there you go. All right, one more time, everybody. Follow Drilling Threes at Drilling Threes on Instagram. We got gear coming. We got swag coming, and we got this show. Anthony's on the Green, Hollis in Massachusetts. Goodness gracious. 8 p.m. Saturday night, March 4th. Roscoe P is going to be there. I'm going to be there. If you're able to be there, drive on over. And I don't think we're even charging a cover. Is that correct? I Well, I don't know. I don't know if we talked about that. I mean, I, I was going to point out that Anthony's is open for dinner before us. So if anyone wants to make a whole night out of this. That's right. Uh, come over a little early, and I think they're doing dinner four thirty to seven. Yeah, four four to seven, four thirty to seven, and then obviously if yeah. you're there having dinner, you can stick around, and, and we'll be set, yeah. you know you'll see your boys over there getting set up, and uh, yeah. come around eight o'clock, you know, yeah. finish your meal and put on the put on the old boogie shoes as Casey gets in the bar. Man. Exactly, exactly. But I think it's 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 either going to be basically free to get in or you know nominal. But honestly, I think it's going to be free to get in, folks. So you know. Come on in. We got two big sets for you. It's going to be wild. So, um, all right, man. Roscoe P. Great stuff as always. Shout out to all the guys Andy Maz, Jeremy, everybody, the Drilling Threes family. And um, we'll see a bunch of y'all on March 4th, Saturday night. Drilling Threes. Roscoe P. Thanks for being on, buddy. Thanks for having me. We'll see everybody out there in March.